0: Let's face it, being an artist in the real world is not a walk in the park. You have to be practical to be able to always have food in the table. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue what you really want. On this episode, we talked with Roname Laliana, an executive producer, documentary director and video content creator. She started the production company which is the Cine de Oro and walked us through some of the different titles in the production industry. She also shares some important aspects on being a creative in the real world, such as being financially informed and planning your goals. So stick around and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Creative Chica Podcast, my name is Cornelia Hernandez and I'll be your host. Join me as we talk about creativity, tips and tricks, and hear stories from our various creatives. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Tara, check tayo. Enjoy! In partnership with Skillivate, learn more about building a business, investing on stock market, and more. 10% discount when you use the promo code CREATIVECHICA10. Details and other ways to support us on the show notes or description. So now, on to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Creative Chica Podcast. Joining us on this episode is Rona Mae Laliana, who is an executive producer, documentary director, and video content creator. She thrives in her career of turning creative ambitions of all scales into reality, while ensuring productions reach the right audience for impact. So, welcome to the podcast, Rona! Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, Cornelia, how are you? I'm good. Okay no man. Yon, execute na tayo. So <laughs> Kumusta naman yung ano mo, day mo? Kumusta yung day mo? Kumusta yung weekend mo?
1: Pero <laughs> parang sobrabira naman ay nakangamusta ng weekend, no? Kasi <laughs> <laughs> Kasi maingay 'yun. No? Parehas na uh-huh. eh. Oh, kasi uh-huh. parehas na lang yung feeling ng weekend sa weekday natin. Oh,
0: true.
1: And, yeah, but my weekend was fairly Enjoyable, the matters as much. As, I mean, you know, it's the most that we could enjoy given the situations we've been in lately. Mm-hmm. I had, I had like a side hustle in the morning. I was like hosting for. I was doing a live stream host in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I was with my family for my mom's birthday, and then my dad and I had like a series marathon till Sunday. Mm. <laughs> no? so, so, yun na, na yung parang tawag mo dyan, yun na yung pinaka pastime living vicariously through your series because you can't go out. <laughs> but it was fun, you know? Mm-mm. I mean, my dad and I have always watched a lot of stuff. Like, he used to buy me DVDs from Tiapo, everything from like anime to J-Brama. Nice! To like, old movies and, you know, back then, you didn't have your online streaming platforms, you didn't have Netflix or any of that, so Mm-mm. you would just buy it every week and every Friday, like, almost always watch okay And I, and I haven't been able to watch anything with him for a while now, you know, like, I live separately from my parents,
2: mm-hmm. now,
1: so, I don't always get to visit, maybe I just visit once or twice a month actually so, it was kind of a very, it was very much time well spent, you know, holiday time. Probably back na lang Mm-mm. this whole week.
0: Weekend oh, yeah. well spent. That's...
1: Next. Yeah, it was actually. It was fairly alright.
0: Yeah. And ano, nakakatuhay yung ano, balikan nga mga moments na, kasi na-experience din namin yun na parang bibili yung parents namin sa ano, sa, kahit sa palengke, nung mga DVD. Nung no, mga DVD nga po. Oo. So yun, nakakamiss. Kasi ngayon, ano tayo eh, parang stream online na lang din. More or online. Oh,
1: sobrang, sobrang daming, sobrang laking collection ng dad ko before. Like, yung mga DVD cases talaga, tapos binabasa ko pa yung sin obsessive ko.
0: Ah uh, yeah. You
1: know, sugahan pa 'yo mga cover art ng mga uh, DVDs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh nga pala, yung mga style nila eh, ang kulit pa nani. Eh. Tapos mayroon pa mga DVD na ano, na set of movies, yung mga horror films, uh, ganun. Oh, oh, and oh, yung
1: tipong ang anda- and daming kino-compile sa isang disk. Mhm. Parang random lang nung laman.
0: Yeah.
1: Actually, what was really impressive that time was the access to anime and J drama DVDs. Because my dad would end up finding DVDs of, of Japanese series that weren't even like searchable online. Like I don't know how it ends up in the DVD streets of Manila, but that's how I got to watch like a lot of these Japanese shows before. that. I don't know. Galing pasa mga Mumbai sa
0: <laughs> those good were good days yes yeah good like
1: kumbaga the internet was like a, the internet was a place can you imagine that concept Netflix was a place and you went to that place in person and then you buy oh, like oh, no. inside the but yeah Netflix is pretty convenient now these online streaming platforms are are pretty convenient
0: mm. So, um, could you tell us more about, kasi ano um, I think, member ka ng Sine de Oro or sa'yo talaga yung, ano, yung production company na yun?
1: Yeah, okay. So, I can do like a self-intro maybe. So, okay, so. I am a, like what you mentioned earlier, I'm a, Documentary, documentary director, executive producer, digital content, and video content creator. So I know that sounds all similar, but I always like to describe it that way because I'm not a producer of everything. Like I don't do full-length films. I mean, not yet, maybe in the future. And I've since wanted to specialize directing in documentaries specifically. So I started out trying to, to do a lot of things, you know, like fresh out of college. I was always passionate about documentaries and I was both doing the producing and the directing side of documentary filmmaking, which is really, really tough. And it's really not advisable in the long term because if you really want to be great at one, you know, it's going to be really tough to juggle both. Mm-hmm. And I discovered that, what I wanted to be part of was a production house that believed in the same vision and mission as I I wanted to pursue. And the only option or the main option that we thought of, like my colleagues and I, was to just try it out on our own because we didn't really find places or opportunities that allowed for us to grow in that way like back then, back then this was like 2014 2014 there weren't many production houses yet and even less that focused on digital content a lot of the production houses they were still under the traditional model of doing tv commercials doing either doing tv commercials or doing television series or doing Collect movies, and we didn't really find a place that was really taking digital content seriously yet, or documentaries in a commercial kind of way, you know, like documentaries were still associated or how you would end up making documentaries is if you made them for your news network. So it was more like journalism. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: like, you what know, are Back in 2014, it was me and my colleagues. One of them was my partner, also in love. So we were both really dedicated and passionate about pursuing documentary filmmaking. And at mm-hmm. the time... Most of the production houses, they were really just focused on either doing advertising the commercial work or television episodes. If you wanted to do documentaries, you would most likely end up doing them for networks and journalism type of productions
2: mm-hmm. or,
1: you know, full-length movies in like the independent or the commercial scene. So none of these options really felt right for us. They didn't really made sense in terms Mm -hmm. of what we really wanted to explore and they weren't really a right fit you know and we were also in that generation or in that period where the digital content was really booming it was really starting to grow Mm -hmm. and we wanted to try it out for ourselves to take on client work for ourselves we wanted to see what it would be like to produce documentaries independently but with the help or in partnership with brands, in partnership with NGOs, in partnerships with companies who had a CSR Mm -hmm. aspect to their company. And we did documentaries for them and that's how it started. And then it evolved to digital commercials or digital content, which as you know, the past three to five years has really been what's in demand right now. And especially with, since last year, or the past two years, it's really been a like digital videos have really been able to democratize mm-hmm. advertising opportunities, marketing marketing opportunities for businesses of all sizes. And at this point, you know, like a lot has happened with our production house. My partners has they have they've since left. One of them pursued independent filmmaking. The other one, who was my partner, my my co-founder we had to go our separate ways like he decided to go home to the province and pursue his family's business in agriculture Mm -hmm. and that's okay you know I stayed behind here or rather I decided not to go with him even though it was like the biggest heartbreak of my life (laughs) yeah Uh because I really had to face myself I had to face the truth that you know, I really love what i what I do. I really love what I do i I enjoy being able to do productions that I believed in. I enjoy the freedom of being able to choose the kind of work to be able to choose the kind of clients that we mm-hmm. could work with and I really loved building a production house that didn't exist before in terms of the direction that we want to go, you know, and mm-hmm. I felt really invested in being able to learn more like I really felt like I wasn't ready yet to to leave the city in terms of like exploring my potential here and exploring the potential of Cine de Oro mm-hmm. so I stayed and I have new partners now I have had new partners since 2019 like mm-hmm. October 2019 uh-uh. so and they've been really able to they've been really great at like believing in Cinodoro and providing support where we need it and at this point you know we're still alive it's the pandemic has happened it has mm-hmm. been really tough right now there's myself there's an associate producer that we recently hired my best friend also
2: mm-hmm. joined
1: the team as our admin and marketing manager and Mm -hmm. my business partners are there to provide their expertise in business and whatever skills that they have and Mm -hmm. we've been we've been lucky that you know it really has been a a struggle especially start of this quarter but you know we're still around and we are learning and adapting to the situation right now Mm -hmm. we've since been a lot more Creative in terms of like how can we still make production work happen, even if it's easy to even if shoots aren't technically allowed, you know, how can we still create Mm -hmm. content for our clients? How can we provide the best services for them? What do they need? What kind of marketing help do they need? So, I've Mm -hmm. really grown to be passionate about businesses, about helping SMEs, about what's really best for our clients, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like when it comes to running a business. If you are really just focused on financials or you know the profit side of it, you'll get really frustrated in the and disappointed yeah. super fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially with what's happened this year. So I always think about what's best for the clients, what would they want, what would they appreciate, and how can we strike that balance. Now, of course, it's gonna still be a win-win situation for us, you know, mm-hmm. that we can still be able to to give like reasonable prices to ourselves and really not compromise the quality of work that we are able to deliver. And that's really the focus that we have right now. Yeah. Mm
0: -mm. Mm -mm. It's more on adapting din kasi, kasi hindi din natin na-expect yung pandemic. So kailangan mag-adapt yung ating, um, yung mga businesses. And, Um, ask ko lang din kasi back in 2014, 15, 2014, 2015, hindi pa kasi ganun pa uh, um, nagbo-boom na yung digital. Pero hindi pa siya yung katulad ngayon na parang ang dami ng um, talagang lahat ata nasa digital na. So, um, just curious kung paano niya sino-showcase yung mga documentaries no, nyo back then. Nung parang San sila more on ginagamit
1: more on sa digital talaga siya. Ah okay. Well, at the time 2014, it was both some documentaries and short films. So mm-hmm. we did work with a lot of our friends and colleagues and even our interns at that time who ventured into doing their first short film
0: and mm-hmm. these
1: were often their thesis productions. So it was mostly film festivals. I became very exposed to film festivals locally and also internationally. Some of our memorable works and our favorite documentary works also made it internationally and had some international recognition. So that, nice. was, really, that was really great. And for any filmmaker, for any independent filmmaker, that's really usually the route that is advised and rep- and most effective in establishing yourself as a director as a producer, you usually really have to go the film festival route, Mm-mm. and it's still quite critical. It's still really effective in establishing you as a filmmaker once you have recognition the these film festivals because they're really taken seriously. Like you have the big three film festival Cannes, um. Uh, um Japan, I'm laughing. You have <laughs> Cannes, Berlin, you have Cannes mm-hmm. Film Festival, Berlin Film Festival and Venice. So mm-hmm. those are like the big three film festivals that we have and then you have a lot of, you know, there are different levels to the film festivals also that people have to be aware of and mm-hmm. not just for fellow filmmakers but, I mean, reg- regular people may not, may not know this but people in mm-hmm. the industry do. Mm-hmm. So it really is ever since Naman and even until now. It's about putting your stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Although the big difference is these film festivals, they usually really want exclusivity. They wouldn't want your work to be out already in the internet and overexposed. You know, Mm-mm. they would want their they would want their festival to be the first festival that it's shown in or its premiere. The festivals they really want to premiere.
3: Mm
2: -mm. But
1: now, there are a lot of short filmmakers, there are a lot of filmmakers who choose to really upload it already right away on YouTube, Mm -mm. they already upload it right away in other streaming platforms, and it's their choice, like, it it does eliminate them from the possibility of having a serious film festival run, Mm -mm. but if it is within their own expectations it's really part of their agenda they don't mind that it's just uploaded for free they don't mind that they might not have a real plan in terms of how people are gonna see it then it's okay you know like it might help them it might help them in some way in terms of people being more aware of them if it goes viral but if you I I do advise that if you are like planning on having a serious career in independent filmmaking is to try the film festival still first before just Mm -hmm. uploading your short film on YouTube or wherever. Mm -hmm. It's still because you're gonna learn a lot also from the people you meet in the film festivals. The critics, the panel of judges, normally they really are bona fide, credible people who are really full of experience and taste and they can really give a lot of guidance and I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that just because you don't get the recognition or just because you don't get the award is I'm not saying that automatically your film is bad right Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of talented filmmakers that don't make it into into these film festivals but you should really try like it is still a big deal and you will get lucky if the stars align for you. It could be an incredible way of accelerating your career. Mm-mm.
0: actually, that's I nee eh, Finland. Kodenyal like naghanap ako ng mga film festivals na sasalihan like ako lang talaga independent. Wow, that ambition, Corina. <laughs> but yeah, meron kasi mga ng ano yung na music, not music, sorry, mga maliliit na film festivals and. Um, curious lang din ako, like, what if one of your films na, um, sinamit mo for a film festival, nakapasok siya as finalist or yung ganun? Do you have to be there, physically? Kunwari, sa ano siya? Sa, um, yung event is sa US, sa New York, ganun. Do you have to be physically there? Yung ganun? Kailangan mo mag-fly papunta doon? Kasi yung iba, Ano eh, Parang um, hindi papasok sa budget nila. Parang ganon. lang. lang ako dun sa part na yun.
1: Yeah, it's great you ask that because there are programs provided by the government that they would actually mm-hmm. subsidize the trip.
2: Mm-hmm. so they
1: can actually be the ones to sponsor you if you made it to these film festivals, like. They have a list of accredited film festivals. Like I said, a lot mm-hmm. there are a lot of film festivals, but there's film festivals that are really like bona fide and accredited. So they have a list of those film festivals. And if you do make it to any of those festivals, you have a pretty good chance of being sponsored by the Film Development Council of the Philippines or the National or the National Culture, the National Commission for Culture and the Arts. So those are two government agencies that you can actually send an application. And that's actually something that we experienced also. So mm. for us, we actually had one of our films called Women of the Shore be a finalist mm. in Echo Festival in, in Malaysia. And we were top five out of like 70 entries, I think, all over the globe for this documentary film festival. So it was quite the honor to be there. Absolutely. We didn't have. Yeah, we didn't have to physically... Sorry, we didn't have to be there to still be a finalist. But of course, you know, we got the invitation and then they would cover our expenses when we get there. You know, they, the festivals, they don't usually cover the air fares, but they mm-hmm. do cover food, accommodation. It depends also. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are also pretty generous. So in this case, we just paid for our tickets and then they covered everything when we were there. So that was really a wonderful experience. And like I said, I met filmmakers from the U S from Sweden, Mm -hmm. Malaysia and Singapore. I met wonderful people, wonderful people. One of them, her name's Jackie Hawking. She's a really phenomenal, phenomenal woman. She's like featured Forbes 30 under 30 lady. Mm
2: -hmm. She's
1: amazing. And from that, film festival experience of meeting with her. We still work until until now actually, until Mm -hmm. this month. She often hires me to do content and to send her video materials for any of her clients. Mm -hmm. Whenever she needs Philippine footage, or whenever she needs an interview or a live stream for me to do here, she hires me. So it was a really great experience. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> nice. And then another festival was the International Film Festival Luang Prabang. That's a place Mm-mm. in Laos. It's like a and it's like a heritage city in Laos. Our short film outside also qualified and was selected for that one. I'm not the director for that one, but my friend, Danny, she qualified and she did actually get the grant that I was mentioning, the sponsorship from NCCA. So mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. ticket was fully paid for for that one. And same thing, the festival covered for our meals or activities. So it was also really fun. And then we were there for like, maybe, I think, around a week total. Uh, same thing for... Echo like Film Festival, maybe four or five days. Minaman, pangli parang, a week, pero. So, those were really valuable experiences. I mean, as we know now, it's kind of tough having to be physically present in film festivals. A lot of them have gone virtual, also. Mm-mm. But the, the important aspect to highlight there is really the connections you get to have and just meeting fellow filmmakers meeting other producers that could also help you out with your career. And that is Mm-mm. really what's about Mm-mm. film festival.
0: Yeah. Ang ganda nung, ano, ang ganda nung gano'ng experience na, ano, you get to meet a lot of people and learn from them. Ang, ano, ang ganda nung experience. At syaka, ano, um, na-showcase niyo yung gawa niyo sa iba't ibang klase ng mga people. And, um, just to inform our listeners, what are the different roles in the film industry? Because usually, ano, ang aware lang yung marame is yung kunari, videographer, yung producer. Um, so ano are pa yung para mga roles, different roles in the film industry?
1: Wow, yeah, that's a good question, and this is a public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> like number one, I. I am not a videographer. I want Mm -mm. everybody to know that. Like, I would really hate it to be described as a videographer because Mm -mm. I'm not a videographer, especially how we use it locally. Mm -mm. It's really referring to somebody who captures video and usually synonymous with a camera operator. Mm -mm. But if you talk to people in in our industry, there are videographers and then there are cinematographers. You know, mm-hmm. and those are two very different roles, to be honest, even though they both are referring to somebody who can operate the camera creatively in a highly technical, highly creative level. Mm-hmm. Videographers are usually the ones you see in events like weddings and corporate events. And they're basically how most people do start out. Most people start out in that field, in that arena, because, you know, it's not a very hard market to get into a lot of people now, because of how democratized filmmaking has been, they can really just teach themselves. They can buy a lot of affordable cameras right now and be a videographer oh, yeah. and learn how to learn how to edit. I'm not saying that they're you know lesser filmmakers. You it's just that there is a difference. Like you can't call yourself a cinematographer casually. A cinematographer is really somebody who's grown so much and who has earned that title. Who's had a certain level of experience, a certain level of taste in terms of works. Also, a cinematographer is somebody who's done movies and who's done high-caliber commercial productions for TV or what do you call this? for shows, you know, so that's that's a cinematographer. So generally, the film industry is divided into these three main scenes. You know, there's the uh, film production scene or like filmmaking, like these are your movies. These are your mm-hmm. star cinemas. These are your independent films, indie films. These are your short films that you see also in the local film festivals that we have.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's TV. These are your teleseries and everything that is involved with broadcast network. That's mm-hmm. TV. And then finally, there's advertising. That's your TV commercials. Digital, what's amazing about digital content is it falls kind of in between films and advertising, you know? Mm-mm. And that's kind of really new. And that's also where we feel like we could really dominate and could really thrive and grow because it is still about being able to help businesses market their, themselves, their products and services. So there's some advertising component there. But it doesn't have the same kind of rules as TV commercials. You can be a lot more creative. You don't usually have the limit of 30 seconds on TV
2: Mm-mm. that
1: you usually have. You can have short films, entire 10-minute short films, be the commercial itself. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen great popular hits lately, like Mga Kwentong Jollibee, you yes. know, touching mm-hmm. Stories that you're seeing, and that was never possible before. You could never air something that long on TV just because it was going to be too expensive, right? Mm -mm. And that's something that was brought about by the digital space that it's now possible to do that. You can now do brand documentaries and brand short films. So that's really exciting because you have that kind of Venn diagram, you have that in-between space, Mm
0: -hmm. and a lot
1: of people can find a lot of potential there, and that's where we are at. So in terms of the roles, you know, in any of these categories, you have basically the producer who is the showrunner, manages the whole project. They don't necessarily be, they're not necessarily involved with the creative aspect or directing, but they really actually are the ones that have the true power <laughs> for productions. They're the ones who, uh-uh. they're the ones who decide who works on the production. They're the ones who find the funding and handle the budget they're the ones that the director answers to. So a lot of people, they only really usually are familiar or the director is usually the one, usually that gets the spotlight. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: when even when you watch the Oscars, right? Even when you watch the Academy Awards, when it's turned to award the best film, they actually give it to the producer. They don't give Mm -hmm. it to the director. The director has a different award. The director has the best director award. But when it's best film, it goes to the producer. It goes to the production house or the production team, the production Mm-mm. company behind Mm-mm. it. So Mm-mm. that's usually like a staple role for any type of production, whether it's commercials or advertising or films and digital, digit or digital content. There's always usually a producer. Um, actually, no, not almost always. Like there really should be a producer. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. So sometimes. Yeah, so that's the core team. And then you have your directors. So the directors is usually the ones that, or rather, usually, I'm usually. The director is the one that does the creative aspect of the film. So they're the leaders. They are Mm -hmm. the conductors of the orchestra. They're the ones Mm -hmm. that make sure that the cinematography is in harmony with the production design that the actors are performing in harmony with the script, you know, they're the ones who really bring all the elements of filmmaking together. And they are the leader of a set in terms of like making sure that everything makes sense and is according to their creative vision. Mm -hmm. So that's what a director is like the, the director isn't, they really shouldn't be a dictator. You know, they're not, They shouldn't be tyrannical when they run a set. What I mean by that is, you know, we have these very cartoonish or we have these impressions of directors being, like, evil. (laughs) (laughs) um, Uh Like, you know, we think that director can really do anything they want. Mm-mm. or say anything they want get whatever they want and it's not really actually the case in reality they have to answer to the producers they have to answer to the Mm-mm. movie house or the client or the production house
2: Mm-mm. so
1: they have people they answer to So it's really about trying to balance what it is that their clients want or the audiences want and what it what it is that they want to say or put out there in the world as their message but at the mm-hmm. same time a great director or a wonderful director is one that can really bring the best out of their team. Mm-hmm. So a director can really bring the best out of their cinematographer, the best out of their production design, out of their sound recorders or their audio uh, audio recorders, the best out of their actors. So oh, a great director is somebody who can really do that. A great director is somebody who's collaborative and can really hit the main points and really meet the needs of people. Mm-mm. so everyone else like they're more or less on the same level really like to me everyone else is the same importance Mm-mm. The cinematography for the, time, the audio the, the post production also the editing also everything else is really working together as a team in, in, in harmony so
2: Mm-mm. at
1: least especially for us in CineDor we really make it a point that we want to stay collaborative and we don't really work in huge teams most of the time. There have mm-hmm. been some productions that we've had, like a bigger team, especially for premium content, for premium commercials, that does happen.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: those are the situations like in films, in, in movies, we are particular about hierarchy. You know, you can't just walk up to to not be part of the job. <laughs> you can't really do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But and like it really is important to follow hierarchy in some situations especially if you're working with an advertising agency especially if you're working with a client there is a there is a system to follow there is a process there is a mm-hmm. hierarchy in but for smaller teams and again when it comes to our type of setup you know we do encourage being more collaborative mm-hmm. and not really having very strict Roles because nowadays, especially with the situation with the pandemic, you can't really have too many people on set. Mm -mm. So, there are a lot of filmmakers now who used to specialize in just one role, for example, just being a cinematographer. Mm -mm. But now, there are a lot of situations, or the situation now is really pushing people to multitask more. So, it's kind of going in reverse. Kasi nga, when you're a student, nagsisimula ka na multitasking pala kayo kasi wala pa kayong budget, wala pa kayong target kao. So, sanay kayo lahat na ng multitask. Tapos, kung gumaling na kayo, then you can have assistance, then you can have a team, and then you can be more specialized in what you do. But then now, because you can have too many people instead, bumabalik ulit tayo doon. Bumabalik ulit tayo sa ears na, na nagmumultitasking mga tao. So, ngayon, may mga editors na cinematographers na sila or editors... Godzilla, and then mga producers then the directors that's, that's kind of what we call the creative producer in, in Cine de Oro I do end up being a creative producer for like simple projects sometimes
2: Mm-mm. and
1: that means that I handle both the directing aspect of the job and the producing aspect of the job like I wouldn't do it for like bigger productions I would still really prefer having a separate director to handle the work Mm-mm. so we can really focus on our own responsibilities but yeah late, lately I mean you're seeing and people know this you know. when they see like YouTubers influencers Mm-mm. putting out their content they do everything they write their own script yeah. they shoot themselves they, they release it and you know it, it looks pretty simple but in reality there are entire teams that do that on a professional level Mm-mm. So it's really tough because because when that happens or when people see that it happens and we're so used to watching videos and consuming videos every day, we do often <laughs> overestimate sorry underestimate how hard it actually is to put Mm-mm. a video out there. Why don't we think that people just pick up their cameras and then just go with it but Mm-mm that is the frustrating aspect about it because you already see a lot of people doing video. A lot of people think that it's so easy and that it should be cheaper. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> but, um, oh my gosh. That's yun yun frustrating na para, um, They see these kids, they see these young people put out a lot of video content and then they kind of end up thinking that we're just doing the same thing. But we're not. Like It can actually get really hyped. It can can actually get really high level high level. Mm -mm. What's a shame is that like what's a shame is that in the industry, to get to that high level, you really have to develop your taste, right? Mm -mm. But sometimes our audience pets, especially with digital content, sometimes the challenge is they're just used to so much video that it's hard for them to tell what's high quality anymore. It's hard for them to tell what is tasteful output. And Mm-mm. there are lesser people who appreciate good quality videos, good quality filmmaking, good quality content. You know, that's kind of the challenge these days that Mm-mm. we're kind of really <laughs> 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 or so, like, competitive. You know? Yeah, yeah it, it, it's a lot more competitive. It's a lot, the conditions are very, very different than before. And just really challenges you to take your skills to the next level. Otherwise, you cannot survive the times that we have now.
0: Parang, ano, parang mag produce ka ng magandang video. Tapos, ano, parang mas-prefer pa din ng iba yung ibang content. Meron din kasing ano eh kasi before ano more on sa YouTube din ako and ito yung mga YouTubers na ano before din um like nagstart sila na mag-isa sila pero nung nag-grow na yung following nila nag-grow na yung channel nila doon na sila magi-start na ano eh. hire ng mga help kasi yun nga like you mentioned hindi siya madali na hindi siya kaya ng isang tao lang na parang kailangan talaga ng help to produce to produce um a film, a video, yung ganon. Tapos um, ang yeah, ano, lang, yeah, yeah. Like I ta- sorry, tapos yung yung yeah, I mean, sa gonna... ano. Uh-huh. Sorry. Dito lang sa YouTube kasi ang uh-huh. parang strategy is mag-post ka ng ano, ng video every day or lagi kang mag-post ng videos para may, yung mga ano mo, yung mga viewers mo lagi silang parang may inaabangan everyday yung gano'n. so minsan hindi na nakikita yung quality it's more of qu- um quantity over quality yun nangyayari dun sa ano sa mga videos yun lang yung napapansin ko and yung mga nakakapag-produce ng magagandang videos na ano inaabot ng ilang um takes time to create kasi nga dapat maganda yung quality eh medyo yun nga yung iba sa kanila hindi sila nap- uh, nat- kasi mas na nung mas maraming videos if may sense yung sinasabi ko like I know yeah. what are your thoughts yeah. on yeah. that on something like that
1: yeah it's true it's happening like Mm-mm. you have the popular youth they did start out filming by themselves and people fall in love with them they start growing an audience who fall in love with their personalities with their content with the heart of the kind of videos that they do Mm -mm. and right like because they want to level up because they want to produce better quality outputs because they want to get more creative and produce more memorable videos also because the competition is getting tougher and getting more difficult to get noticed they have to level up so they do hire teams and they end up really being able to reach a more professional level. Like my favorite YouTuber, her name's Anna Akana.
2: Yes. So Anna oh.
1: Akana is a- Yeah, like I really love mm. Anna. She's such a great example of this. She really started out by herself and then now she has like an entire team of like cinematographers, of like of makeup artists, of animation animators. Mm. She still writes. And does the direction herself, I assume. Yeah, She, I mean, yeah, she does. But yeah, she's really gotten to that whole other level right now. And she's also dabbled in short films that she's put out in her channel. She also does music videos now. And she seems very creatively fulfilled, you know. And she still has a strong following. She may have even attracted newer audiences that end up on her channel. Like, YouTube didn't start out with having such high-quality YouTubers. And now, the reason why it's harder to be an established YouTuber is because the standards are so high. Like, when it comes to the kind of content you need to put out there in terms of the frequency, like you mentioned, you have to put out regular content. And if you're just by yourself, then it really is a lot more tough than how it used to be before. But, like, well, this is YouTube, you know this is this is YouTube now, like in terms of in terms of like what I was saying earlier na people might be un or like underestimating how hard it is to do digital video content. What I mean there is like on Facebook, on the other hand, like people end up like not being able to appreciate video outputs like before what what i mean by that is there's even a lot of people who don't even bother putting their phones on landscape mode anymore like Um. they're just scrolling (laughs) through their feed Uh -uh. like they don't even bother going landscape to actually see the whole video (laughs) because majority of the people who watch on facebook and youtube they're just, actually sa youtube malamang nagla landscape mode ka pa eh. pero facebook because you know it's mixed it has everything not just videos you are also seeing posts people are so lazy that they don't even like really go to landscape mode anymore and go full screen
3: Mm-mm. na parang
1: dun ako na sobrang pet peeve yan sobrang sa viewing behavior of ng viewers nga. You really have to spell it out to them to turn the sound on, to go dance. landscape. Because, you know, so sobrang fast paced na ng gusto nating mga yari na gusto natin vertical na yung video, tapos may subtitles na, like, Mm-mm. sobrang tamad na natin manod. <laughs> like uh, like, that's what I mean. So, you know, like, there's. It only works in certain situations that people would appreciate higher quality videos. But like most of the time, you don't really have a formula for it. There are viral TikTok videos that shinito lang sa phone na mas views kaises sa commercial na in n'talaga, de ba? Parang it doesn't make sense. <laughs> viral TikTok video ni gineto ganyan na cellphone lang ginamit tapos ang samapan ng ilaw bakit mas may engagement yun bakit mas may viewership yun tapos itong uh-huh. commercial namin na uh, 500,000 yung ginastas dito bakit hindi masyadong what they call this pumato quote and unquote Mm-mm. so there's so many factors there there's so many factors there it's just what I mean na. it's a really crazy world that we have but on uh-huh. one hand it's it's What I see that the positive side there, it means that on one hand, it doesn't matter what kind of technical or financial advantages you have, Mm -mm. you know, in -mm. terms of being able to produce good content, which is great because if you're a small brand, if you're a small business, if you are a beginning filmmaker... It boosts your confidence that you know that it's not just about the technical or the financial aspects to it. You do have a chance, to, you do have a fighting chance to come up with something great and that people will actually love and really appreciate. So that's great. On the other hand, if you're a professional and you need to feed yourself and put bread on the table,
3: <laughs>
1: yes. If you actually make a living out of doing videos, doing content, that's also something that could be to your disadvantage. Because now it's harder to justify to clients the budget that we need in order to produce this kind of quality. It's harder for them to let go of their money because they're seeing that they don't really understand how video works. Which is, honestly, it's not even... It's not even a matter of video. That's already marketing. That's already video marketing. That's already advertising. That's already the algorithms, being able to understand how to run ads on Facebook, how to target your audiences. So this is a whole other component. And this is something that's quite new for us to be explaining to our clients like we would tell them, because what I'm mentioning to you, it's it's actually happened. We do, we did have a client that spent around five hundred thousand on this video that we did for them, this commercial that we did for them. Uh-oh. But then you know, they didn't really have a plan. They just posted it on their Facebook page, and that's it. Uh-huh. No, like it is, they didn't really have a solid plan. They didn't know how to run it as an ad. I don't think they really planned on doing that. Maybe you know, they just had some sort of on their plan of using it internally for pitches or whatever, but they actually spent like almost half a million on this. And it could have gotten views. It could have gotten a lot of engagement, but they didn't really know how to use Facebook advertising tools. They didn't really know how to run ads using that video as material. So that's something that I would like to remind people not really just on the video content alone, it's also the marketing side, and it's something that we've recently partnered with, with some digital marketing teams. So now, for our clients, they can avail of both the video content and being able to distribute it online, like the digital marketing side. So it's something that goes hand in hand, and it's equally as important. Like right? a lot of the clients, they make the mistake of investing just in the videos. And being able to do the videos, but then they don't have the money to run it as an ad, so they get frustrated. They feel like malugis nila, feeling nila hindi sulat yung bayad si DJ, wala yung dinaman siya nagbayar tapos dumoto ng TikTok video nato. <laughs> pero uh. pero kasi wala naman silang plano, di ba? Or, wala naman talagang professional digital marketer, so that's usually the case. Mm-mm. So that's why we're different. So it's the same with YouTube, you know, like a lot of the professionals, they have YouTubers running YouTube ads because they know that they can't just post a video anymore and trust and expect the viewers to come. They have to run ads now, Mm -mm. like even professional YouTubers, they have ads that they run just to make sure that the audiences find them. Otherwise, the audiences won't. And they would get lost in the sea of many, many options of many, many other YouTubers. So yeah, like for me, it really is such a crazy world. (laughs) It really is like a mixed (laughs) bag. Like there are times that we are empowered because we are a small, nimble team and we're highly flexible. We... We hire our colleagues as freelancers to expand the team when we need to be a bigger team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we are also flexible in a sense that we can really provide like a custom setup for our clients, our, our small businesses to bigger businesses. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, an advantage, but It depends because sometimes we end up competing in both arenas. We compete with freelancers and then we also compete with the big boys, the big sharks, you know. (laughs) Uh -uh. So, mahirap. Mahirap na kung bagay, hindi mo alam siyang kalulugat. Parang nandun kami sa alanganin stage na nasa gitna pa kasi kami ngayon. Uh -uh. So, awkward teenager phase to na not... Uh -uh. We're not cute anymore. We're not like babies are not cute anymore, but we're not really super veteran yet. So it's really, it's really the most challenging phase for us how to, how to find our market still, how to make clients trust us and mm-hmm. how to justif- justify that we are worthy of their trust and we are worthy of their investment. And that we do have their best interests at heart, and we really just want the best quality for them. But like at the same time, you know, we want to be able to eat and
0: <laughs>
1: feed ourselves. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh. Ang know. Ayun parang ang because I, ato So, what's parang difference of being an artist and being a creative professional, because ayon parang ang hirap din na parang gusto mo nga i-express yung sarili mo through the things that you create pero may mga times na yung iba yung passion nila hindi siya yung ane parang mahirap mag-earn ng income yung pag, parang mahirap maging practical <laughs> parang ganong approach so yeah 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 uh-uh. so,
1: yeah speaking of eating <laughs> speaking of eating Speaking of that notion that if you take up some sort of arts course in college, you're going to doom yourself to be a quote-unquote starving artist. Mm
3: -mm. You know,
1: I feel like especially now, especially with the newer courses we have now, we do have like more modern courses like multimedia arts, Mm -mm. like graphic design. It it wasn't, of course, it wasn't, you know, these studies, they weren't being widely offered on our parents' time, you know, it's still fairly new. And it's exciting because in terms of being an artist now, we have so many more options that allow us to have a lot more opportunities. Like, for example, how many years ago, if you were great at drawing, your only options were to be, like, a painter, maybe? <laughs> and, like, you know, traditional traditional sketching jobs, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. I don't know, being a painter or, like, yung taga-drawing ng mga criminals na nakita mo. Yes. <laughs> so, uh-huh. na <laughs> Dibayang, or, like, designer for print, maybe, or, like, that kind of, those kinds of jobs, right? Mm-mm. Now, if you have that skill, you can actually apply or transform it digitally like you can now have like more of skills in graphic design or in web design and it's great because this opens you up to that world also of advertising so I really refer to my younger sister on this so I have a sister super talented and ever since we were young I always saw her drawing every single day like this is the one person I'm a Sadiko arrow practice. uh And you know, even, even though I was into writing, even though I had my own skills, I wasn't doing it every day, but Jesus Christ, she would really draw every day. Like, <laughs> like she never went a day without drawing. And she, I saw her grow from drawing on her sketchpad and not showing it to anyone. And now she, you know, she's still shy about showing her work in person, but she's not shy about, you know, putting it out there on her Instagram or Mm-mm. her Behance, her online portfolio. And then she took a job. She ended up learning graphic design in college. She took up and Media Arts. And then she also ended up spending a year in an advertising agency. So she kind of understood how being a graphic designer works with, the advertising world the kind of lessons that she learned there also and now she works with me in a lot of animation projects Mm -mm. so she does storyboards she does animation based videos so it's really great her journey is really great because i feel like it's a good reference to how she never really thought of the business side growing up like she she just genuinely loved drawing and. She, she was not really a self-proclaimed artist, but everybody around her labeled her as an artist. You know, really. her classmates, it was, like, it, it, it was like her identity. Like, ah, yan si Ronalyn, tahimik lang yan, pero Ronalyn kasi name niya by the way. Like, uh-huh. I'm Ronna May and she's Ronalyn. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not confused. The connection. We're high listeners, so yung pangalan namin na eh we kasi parents, namin. Na Ronald, may ako to so si Ronald. That's yes. the yun talaga yung the sa kanya. Siya yung artist ng class. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's ng ng group of friends niya. But like, I didn't want her thinking that I definitely did not want to thinking that she would be a starving artist. Mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways it was ha- it could happen to you or it it did happen to a lot of people, and not just like people mm-hmm. who knew how to draw high, even like musicians maybe but I'm ending but I'm in mga broken dreams than musicians but what do you call this? They have high, high ambitions for themselves like for example. Like if you were a musician and like sa music. If 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 you didn't reach that super high level of being nationally known as a band or as a musician, then feeling mo failure can mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with the with artists or actually both naman artists about right? parang we all have this traditional idea that if we're not at the top, then we're a failure, that we didn't really achieve being an artist but that's where that's where being a creative professional comes in Mm -hmm. like with Ronalyn she was she's it's not as if she's the next Juan Luna Uh it's not like it's not like she's the next national artist sorry what Mm -hmm. I mean is it's not like she wants to be an artist it's not like she wants she's striving for that but it's not as if she can't have a great career out of being a creative professional. Mm -mm. So what's the difference? Like being an artist just refers to your own artistic skills. What I find sad or maybe even problematic about it is that it doesn't acknowledge that there are people who would love to be able to do what they love and still make a living. And for me, that's what being a creative professional is more about, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just being able to do lo- to do what you love, but after your nine to five job. So you do for example, there are people like Danny, my my friend, the one the director who we went to Lao with, the short Mm-mm. film is called Outside. So she pursued being a comic comic book artist. Mm-mm. She used to think that she would only be able to do comics after her nine to five job in her dad's company before.
2: Mm-mm. But then
1: She found a way to end up studying and now she teaches graphic design or an arts course in the states and now she can do being able to do comic books for a living
2: Mm.
1: you know so there are ways talaga There, there are ways that you can achieve it it's just that you really have to teach yourself how to be a professional you really have to learn the stuff that that doesn't interest you just because it's not related to your art. And that's really the common mistake of a lot of artists. There, There is a lot of that as a factor or as a reason kung bakit di sila nagsasucceed. Kasi mahirap tanggapin eh. Mahirap tanggapin na kapag gusto mong sumikat as a band, kailangan mong tumugtog muna sa mga weddings,
0: hindi ka naman parating
1: mag-concert, ganyan. For example, yung advice sa mga bands, ganoon eh, parang mag-events ka muna, mag-weddings ka muna. Komita kayo jan, tapos eventually work on your album and then maybe, you know, you can break it as an as an artist. So it's not the usual road or it's not what you call this. It's not a guaranteed way, but it's one way of making sure you still have your bread and butter nga. So yeah, I mean, just going back to my to my sister, like she is definitely an artist still, but I feel like even though she doesn't know it yet or she might, she might not describe herself this way yet, but I can see that she's grown more into being a creative professional.
2: Mm-mm. She
1: takes on jobs that she makes. Like, here's the thing, you don't always get jobs that you absolutely love, right? Sometimes there are going to be jobs that have compl- that have really difficult clients to deal with. There are jobs that are going to give you more headaches than others. But, you know, that's what being a professional is. Being a professional is being able to deliver quality work no matter the circumstances. If you're not feeling inspired today, the client can't wait for you to have inspiration. Yes. yes. No. Oh. <laughs> like, there, there are deadlines. There are timelines to be followed. There are budgets that we need to consider. So you have to have discipline. It's not just about sitting around and waiting for inspiration and doing what you want all the time because Mm -mm. the world doesn't doesn't work that way. And if you want your art to be of relevance to the world, if you want your art to contribute to society in whatever form that may take, whether it's in the form of an advertising-related output or whatever it is, then that's your contribution and that's your gift to the world that you're sharing. And you're only really able to share that that the best possible way if you become more of a creative professional and less of an artist. Like, yeah, most of us, we started out, we start out as artists, we draw for ourselves, we write for ourselves, we sing for ourselves. And then it grows, you know, it's the natural part of the journey and then it grows into hopefully one day being able to be our skill our talent that also puts food on the table and also brings us happiness even though it can get complicated the journey can get complicated mm-hmm. how that looks like how we define that chill up to us and the wonderful the wonderful thing the wonderful aspect is we have a lot of options right now. There are so many ways that we can learn more how to be better at it. There's so many ways that we can teach ourselves how to do personal branding online. Mm -mm. There's so many ways that we can put out our work out there. There There's so many channels that people can find you, discover you, message you on Instagram, slide into your DMs and work with you. I heard it before. uh Literally. Yeah, like, can you imagine the image of a painter on the streets or a violinist just playing on the streets and then just hoping that people would walk by and give them bariya. Like, <laughs> <laughs> may mga gano'n pa rin, ha? Pero yun na nga, eh, kasi ngayon, meron na tayong mga Laika gems and anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yung
0: <Yes, uh-oh, laughs> okay.
1: mga tokens. Meron na tayong kumu na pwedeng mag-livestream tapos i-gcash na lang. cool kaya. Yeah.
0: Like, Oo nga, eh. Ang cool <laughs> na ng gano'n. Parang, wow, upgrade. <laughs> na tayo ng iba pang ways to earn.
1: Yes, yes. So like, that's what I would really want starting professionals or young adults really remember that they really shouldn't be stubborn. They can't tell themselves that I'm just gonna learn how to draw or I'm just gonna learn how to write and I just wanna do poetry.
2: Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like don't
1: don't don't put yourself don't put yourself in the box like don't tell yourself that this is it like when yeah. you when especially when you're too young especially when you're just in your 20s Mm-mm. don't tell yourself don't tell yourselves agad na i don't want to do anything else but this you know because it's gonna be it's premature it's gonna be too soon for you to put yourself in a box and tell yourself that you can't grow in other ways. So it's important to still be open and explore and get out of your comfort zone Mm
2: -mm.
1: and see how else you can grow as as a creative professional. Mm
0: -mm. Important na parang ano rin, um, maging financially informed as a creative. Kasi ano tayo, eh, parang, um. Yun, yun, yung pagiging practical, like, paano magkakaroon ng food sa table mo kung hindi ka mag, uh, ano, mag-work na yeah. for, yeah. yun, income, ganyan.
1: I have, like, a very solid framework or guideline for this for anybody who's kind of in that agony deciding whether to leave their job, to juggle their job with another part-time job, or to really have to decide what kind of career it is.
2: Mm -mm. And
1: for uh, I heard this in a podcast, Abima. Go listen to podcasts, guys, because you're gonna learn a lot from podcasts. I heard (laughs) this from a guest in Matt D'Avella's podcast, mm-hmm. my other favorite YouTuber. Yes. So, so there was a guest there who was actually a creative professional. And she said that when it comes to deciding what kind of work life you want to achieve and what success means, mm-hmm. start, with defi- start with defining your number. So mm-hmm. when you define a number, what that means is you take a look at your expenses, you take a look at how much you want to save, you take a look at everything, even what kind of house do you want to eventually have? What kind, Do you want a car? Do you want to be able to travel the world? Do you want mm-hmm. to provide parents for your younger siblings? Things like that. Whatever goals that you have, you write them down and you face the numbers. You mm-hmm. define number how much do i need to earn in a month Mm-mm. but and then when you come up with the number ibabangga mo siya ngayon sa anong gusto mong gawin so para lang siyang ikigai method eh ibe- Venn diagram mo siya <laughs>
0: <Mm-mm>. yes uh-oh
1: <laughs> uh-oh Venn diagram mo yan. so for example this is just a random number for example it's 50,000 in a month
0: 50,000
1: in a month gets you actually this isn't a random number this is actually my number so just to be honest with our listeners for example my number right now is 50,000 in a month Mm
2: -mm.
1: and 50,000 in a month that's not my salary just to be completely honest it's not what I'm getting fixed salary actually Mm -mm. 50,000 in a month is the number that I tell myself that I should hit as a combined total of my salary my freelance gigs, meaning mm-hmm. me as a host or me as an actress sometimes or me as a writer or whatever it is, my other skills. Mm-hmm. And me as my talent fee for being a director or producer. So in our in, in our industry, it's not just a salary that we get. If we have a client, then we also get paid for that client project. So that's a separate mm-hmm. talent fee. So that's a separate talent fee that we get. So I combine those possible sources of income and then i tell myself every month that i should be hitting 50000 because 50000 is my number mm-hmm. and that allows me to live the kind of lifestyle i la- i have right now but full disclosure i don't really have many wants like i don't i don't want to have a car i don't i'm not interested in having a car for example Mm-mm. i am, i am interested in to having property in the future eventually i am interested or it's a requirement for me to eat healthy every day. So, I spend on vegetables, you know? Like, yes.
0: <laughs> vegetables.
1: Ay alam natin, mahal ang
0: gulay. <laughs> Oo oh, nga eh. Yung pahelty yun, yung mahal eh. Pero, oh. Mahal So, yun yung priorities ko, no? And hindi naman din ako magasto sa
1: damit, sa clothes. Mm-mm. To be honest, like, a lot of the clothes I have, bigay lang din sa akin to, like, I literally ask my friends for clothes that they're not wearing anymore. Like, the friends na alam kung price kabi ng sizes, kung alam kung what do you call this, uh, bet ko yung style nila. <laughs> no shame. Uh-huh. Pinatanong, pag tinatanong nila sa akin, anong gusto ng birthday ko or whatever, Christmas gift, like, humingila ako uh-huh. ng damit, Kasi you don't even need to buy anything. If you have anything on your closet that you're not using,
2: uh-huh. I'd
1: love to take it off your hands, you know? And it's great because you're not wasting any new clothes, they don't have to spend and I get to have clothes and I don't need to spend on clothes, you know, like (laughs) Mm. Uh -uh. (laughs) you have to be resourceful like that. So these are just some of my priorities, of course, for our listeners you may have different priorities Um, a lot of the times you may also feel the pressure to provide for your parents or your younger siblings or even your own kids, right? And of course that's uh, going to be maybe a bigger number than my number. So success basically comes when you are able to enjoy what you do and still hit that num- number,
2: mm-hmm. basically.
1: So, and that's kind of really the general framework. That's what the guest in Matt Vela's podcast show said. Na, success doesn't mean that I get to be the executive producer at one of the top five production houses in the country. Mm-mm. You know, that's success doesn't mean that I have to be also a featured person in Forbes 30 under 30. Uh-uh. You know, <laughs> uh uh-uh. because, because this is what this is what people think success should look like. That I don't need to s- post photos of myself sporting luxury bags and luxury goods on my Instagram. You know, that's what success looks like to some people. Mm-mm. Or or being Talked about or being famous, you know. So we have that thinking that that's what success looks like, but mm-hmm. it's not a very feasible, and it's a very shallow way of looking at success because it's not really what will work for us in reality. Mm-hmm. I could be, I could be, I could be going for a higher number. Like, bro, na bakit fifty thousand a month lang? Bakit bakit hindi one hundred thousand or like. <laughs> uh-uh. Or three hundred thousand Kenya. But because for me, here's the thing: there's actually a study in the United States. It's not yet a study here. I wish it was a study here already. But in America, they have actually done a study on exactly the amount of money an American family should be making to mm-hmm. reach maximum maximum happiness. Mm-hmm. There is actually there is actually a defined number after you reach that certain amount of annual income the study found that most American families and individuals don't get any happier like Mm -hmm. of course money can help with providing your basic needs money can help with giving you comforts money can help with giving you more options but it can actually get to the point that it doesn't really necessarily increase your happiness anymore
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I know that, especially for us Filipinos, that's hard to hear because we see so much suffering in our country. We see such a huge gap with the upper, middle, and lower class. Mm-mm. It's hard for us to. It's hard for us to wrap our heads around how much is enough. And sometimes, like going back to why not sixty or eighty or hundred thousand rona? Why why not go for? a bigger goal. Kasi kung kaya naman, why not? Mm-mm. Like, nung in-announce yung ECQ the first time last year, a few weeks later, I heard, I saw a woman being featured sa parang news clip lang siya. Mm-mm. So, she was like an elderly woman. Maybe, naman super tanda, pero nanay, mga 50s, ganit 60s. Uh-huh. And then, in-interview siya kung anong plano nila ng ECQ. Sinasabi niya na nahihirapan sila kasi yung mga kapatid niya na nasa Manila nagpatrabaho, ang napadala na lang sa kanya ay 1,700 pesos. 1,700 pesos at ang ipapakain niya sa 1,700 pesos ay pitong tao sa pamilya sa isang buwan. Aham. Uh-huh sobrang so nashock ako doon I mean nashock ako doon kasi hindi naman siya hindi naman siya balita di ba? alam naman natin maraming nagihirap pero nung marimbo yun eh Alam mo yun, sobrang sobrang nakakagising lang kasi 1,700, siguro dalawang take-out ko lang yun. Diba, uh-uh. <laughs> patatlong uh-uh. take-out ko lang yun kung may kasama ako. O kaya, isang trip lang yun sa grocery. Tapos siguro, mahina isang linggo lang yung 1,700 uh-uh. sa isang tao. Tapos kailangan niya ipagkasha sa pitong tao sa isang buwan. Grabe. Kung... kung Diba? so parang, uh-uh. it makes you look at yourself eh na parang, am I really making the most out of my money you know
2: uh-uh. because
1: you'd be so shocked about how other families are making do with so little and they can make it work you know uh-huh. i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that we have to lower our standards of living i'm not saying we have to lower our lifestyle but i am saying are we getting too greedy are we uh-uh. getting to you know are we getting too spoiled do we feel like we have enough because we are conditioned to think that we should want more are we getting greedy because we're jealous of the people we see on instagram on social media and they're going to these fancy places and eating this fancy food but do we really have to get those things to be happy
2: Mm-mm. you know
1: and that's the trap that I don't want to fall in and that I'm being careful about. Because, honestly, there are months na yung 50,000. Mahirap na nga yun eh. Sobrang struggle na nga na ma-hit yung goal na yun. Uh-uh. And, ayoko din na masyadong matas, kasi nga, syempre, madi-discourage lang din ako sa, <laughs> kung, kung tama pa ba itong pinagawa ko sa buhay ko may <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> kung may pa kung, yaman ba ako sa pagiging producer? Kasi yun ano yung definition ng yaman, nasa atin lang naman din kasi yan. Ano naman ngayon kung mayaman ka pero hindi ka masaya sa ginagawa mo. Ano, ano naman ngayon kung mayaman ka pero yung mga bagay na pinagbibili mo ay binibili mo lang kasi sinasabi ng iba na kailangan mong bilhin. So, Mm-mm. it's really a hard look. I mean, a hard look at yourself. Because for me, to be honest, being Filipino has actually been a choice for me, you know, and by choice, I literally mean that I didn't choose to be born in the Philippines. Of course, I didn't choose that my parents are Filipino, but Mm. my dad, my dad is half Japanese, actually. And my mom, most of her siblings and a lot of my relatives are already in America.
2: Mm
1: -mm. So I'm at, I, I, I am at this point in my life like just going back to my sister my sister's gonna be moving to japan for a year soon when when we get the chance she's gonna be studying there Mm -hmm. and she actually she and both of us we have an option to avail or 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 to acquire our japanese citizenship and Mm -hmm. i also have i also another option my mom's side to just try and live in the States with my relatives there and maybe find an opportunity there. So mm-hmm. honestly, what's what's harder for me is to keep choosing being Filipino and being here in the Philippines. Because I could have a completely different life in Japan or in America. But again, it goes back to me being in love with what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not just doing... Digital commercials for businesses here. I'm doing it because somehow I want to contribute to our country being a little better. Uh-uh. Somehow I want to contribute to helping the businesses that I believe in grow and helping these clients of mine that are good people be able to provide for their employees who are also good people. Uh-uh. And, and sana siya a ripple effect because. So, totoo lang, ano bang magagawa ko sa Japan, di ba? Iba yung mga problema niya na ano 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 matutulong ko sa mga Japon? Like, I love Japan and everything, but in terms of my skill sets, in terms of what I'm good at, it doesn't feel right for me. And, Mm-mm. it's it goes back to your purpose. It goes back to what you feel fulfilled by. Mm-mm. Like, like a lot of entrepreneurs say this what's your why why do you draw why do you sing why do you make films who is it for you know who do you want to experience who's who's your audience who do you want to be experiencing your art or to be experiencing your work and Mm -mm. I always go back to that especially when it gets tough you know but not to get too political here, but if do na <laughs> oh, no. sumi, sumibak na ako sumibak sumibak Baka, yun na yung pinaka-last Anyway, Uh-oh. hindi ko alam sa mga viewers natin kung ano yung political
0: views. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my gosh. Pero, but, yeah. yeah. Oo. Oh, oh. Ang important na ano, you know yourself. Yung parang i-assess mo yung sarili mo. Not base your happiness on kung ano yung parang pinapakita ng iba sa mga feed nila, gano'n. Kasi yun nga, napafall tayo sa trap na gano'n. Na parang hala, would that make me happy? Eh, paano pag hindi? Na parang okay na to, sapat. I mean, okay na yung yung ganito, you get to do what you love doing. Tapos, ayun nga, makikita okay. mo yung iba na parang ang saya nila dun sa ginagawa nila or dun sa mga bago purchases nila, yung mga yeah yung ganun.
1: Maybe a practical step that our viewers can viewers to listen <laughs> maybe, uh-huh. yeah, maybe a practical steps for our listeners is to really watch themselves and observe themselves. Do they get affected by their social media feed or it could also be their or it could also be expectations from their parents or their family. It's also very common so if it's an expectation from your parents your partner your friends then you do have to have that conversation with them you do have to tell them and stand your ground to say that you know what i know you may not i know you may not understand it right now but what i do really brings me a lot of purpose fulfillment and happiness alam ko na gusto mo na ganito nalang gawin ko para umaman tayo kasi nahihirap ang buhay o dahil gusto mo maging successful ako pero buhay ko to eh. And mm-hmm. ako naman yung makaramdam ng saya. Ako naman yung makaramdam ng pagsisisi kapag hindi ko to pinush. ba
2: Kapag
1: hindi ko to sinubukan, kapag hindi ko to pinerso so, so, that's something that if you have a loved one who means well their They have good intentions for you. They just want you to be happy. But you don't agree on what that looks like. You don't agree on what happiness looks like for you. Then you really have to talk to them. Because it doesn't help. It doesn't help for you to just tell yourself this. But you keep hearing these other voices. right? So you also have to try and stop or maybe limit those other voices that aren't supportive. Mm -mm. So... Social media, madali na lang mag-block ng social media o, alam mo na, mag-unfollow. Pero din sa family and friends mo yan, then, you know, do you love them, they have the best intentions for you, pero if they're not helping talaga, if they're afraid for you, then, you know, it's more helpful that you talk about it, you let them know, you discuss how can they be more supportive. Mm-mm. So that's, that is something that I am um, also grateful to my parents about because at first they weren't they definitely weren't accepting of my choice they actually wanted me to be a doctor I actually went to Ateneo for med school like
3: mm-hmm. can you imagine
1: uh-huh. <laughs> can you imagine giving up being giving up med school in Ateneo and then pursuing film like mm-hmm. what <laughs> So, talagang napatumbling yung magulang ko sa akin. And Uh it was really tough. Like, we we really fought for so many months. And I didn't get their respect until years after. I only recently got their respect when the business was actually Mm -mm. making money, when the business was actually allowing me to be more independent. Mm -mm. And, And they were really starting to see... You know the fruits of my labor, the work, the communities we were able to help, the groups and the social impact messages that we were able to put out there. So, na na appreciate yan. So, hindi naman talaga siya agad-agad naman yan. Uh-uh. And for for me then for for my mom especially, my mom always says na suerte ang bata, suerte ako sinilang sa mundo kasi sinilang ako na may ganda, talino. <laughs> yung, <Yes. laughs> diba? <laughs> Pero, hindi siya compliment. Frustration siya ng nanay ko. Mo, sinas- uh. <laughs> maganda ka, matalino ka, kahit anong pwede mong gustong gawin, bakit ito yung pinili mo? So, parang ako, ma, parang ako, ma, eh, eh, <laughs> eh, kung maganda, talino pala ako, eh, bakit hindi to posible para sa akin? Diba? Oo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> bakit bakit kaya ang frustrate <laughs> eh kung kung naniniwala talaga parents mo na magiging successful ka sa kung ano magiging to pursue mo it shouldn't just be by their own definitions of success right like if Mm-mm. they they really want to support you so yun yung yung sinasagot ko sa nanay ko noon na and now, ang requirement for me is ay marry me as a girl, to be requirement niya sa akin kailangan you need to marry me as a girl, of a girl, as <laughs> Mga parents' requirements. <laughs> Mga parents' requirements talaga. Nako, yun, yun, yung, yun yung sunod na criteria na kailangan kong ma- ma- work out. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, just find your support system. Like, especially for Filipinos, we really grow a lot more when we reach out and when we connect with one another and when we help each other grow. Let's not, let's not pull each other down. Let's celebrate each other's small wins. Let's share our learnings. Huwag tayong maging madamot. Mm-mm. And huwag tayong matakot na dahil lang nagiging successful yung iba ay hindi rin
0: tayo magiging successful, di ba? Oo. Parang crab mentality. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So, Sak- yeah. Oo nga eh. Sakit rin natin. Oo nga eh. Ayan then So, ano yung parang importance ng collaboration sa creative field? Well, smooth segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <diba? laughs> Nice.
1: Collaboration. Okay. Yeah. So, I, like I said, the past year has been tough. And one of the main factors of why it's harder to earn a decent amount for a decent living or to hit your number every month is competition. And mm-hmm. a lot of answers. a lot of people in the creative field, pag may post na ka may kailangan ng video or ng output or kung ano man, sobrang bagsaka ng presyo. Sobrang babaan ng talent fee, ng budget, and it's really unfortunate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of people are desperate. But Having said that, it's also time, I believe, it's also now more than ever that we really need to go back to our skills and sharpen them. Because again, the only way that we can justify our talent fees is you're paying for talent. You're paying for how great you are at what you do. And if if you don't have a paying client, and this is something that we... Did actually this year is we reached out and we collaborated with a food photography studio. So, like I said, so, what do you call this? We started in documentaries, right? So, we haven't had that much experience in food in doing videos in food cinematography. Mm-mm. And it's something that we wanted to explore because we saw how the restaurant industry was doing, how the food and beverage the F&B industry was doing. We wanted to see the opportunities there. We wanted to see the kind of clients that we could help out, especially during this difficult time. But we didn't have that sample work yet. So we, reached, so we reached out to them. They are very well known in the industry in food photography. So we collaborated. We had a chef also uh, who created the dishes for us. We shot it in like my best friend's house and we did it for passion, for having that output, for fun also. Uh -uh. And I know that this sounds strange, but like we really got a lot of, potential clients from it also like we run the we ran it as an ad on Facebook and a lot of people really liked it and a lot of them are actually messaging us now and asking and interested in hiring us because we took that risk and we did that collaboration so it doesn't necessarily mean that you do collabs for fun right you can have like a marketing agenda to it na.
0: You can use it as a sample
1: work and add it to your portfolio. Add it to your reel that you were able to do. And especially if you're not gonna be occupied anyway right now, if you're if you're less busy than you usually are, then why not challenge yourself to create something? Nang di ka ng client, de creativity na walang client, eh. <laughs> So, hindi lang yun eh, hindi lang yun yung ginawa namin. We also made a short film called Bukas. Mm-mm. So, I just, I worked with a writer friend of mine because I'm not so good at Filipino. i uh. <laughs> I wrote a love letter. It was kind of like a poem for small businesses. So, it was a wordplay on Bukas. because Bukas means tomorrow and it also means open, right? So we did that. We shot a lot of these images around the city during the first ECQ. And we put it together. It's on our Facebook page wow. if you guys want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And it was really touching. It it moved a lot of people. It inspired a lot of people at the time. It got a lot of shares. I think it reached until like 10,000 plus or maybe 15,000 views i think last i checked i think it's more now but it's basically the most viewed video on our page like mm -mm. yeah and it didn't come out of a client production it really just came out of challenging ourselves what can we do what message can we put out there how can we still stay creative also how can we explore a way that we can still do creative work even without Uh having a client so that's a challenge also to the listeners think about something you've been meaning to do that you haven't had the time before because you had a lot of client work and maybe now is really the time to start doing it experiment you know experiment improve your skills and that's the way that you can justify
0: your talent fee
1: and get more work in
0: Ayun, parang yung importance din ng collaboration. Kasi parang iba rin yung, ano eh, yung tingin nung parang collaboration here in our country, here in the Philippines. Actually, parang iba pa rin yung, ano eh, wala, um, parang iba pa rin yung tingin nila sa, in terms of design, in terms of arts. So, um what are your thoughts on siguro pag nagtagal dito sa Philippines? Yung parang mas i-take seriously ba nila or I um, I mean parang real talk din na parang hindi pa siya masyadong sobra si na seryoso ng maraming tang. I mean we're getting there na parang na namumulat na rin naman sila na parang oh hindi lang to design talagang may proseso to yung mga ganun hindi lang to basta-basta video ano to um ma ano yung process nito parang mabusisi, yung may mga mabusisi, matagal yung process, yung parang ganun. So, what are your thoughts on that? Na parang, pag nagtagal ba, masiseryoso pa pato ng ating country?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. On that note, well, number one, I think we don't need to worry whether we are being taken seriously as creative professionals, as designers,
2: Mm-mm. here
1: in our own country, because we definitely are taken seriously internationally. Mm-mm. And again, because of the power of the internet, the interwebs, there's a lot of opportunities for us to work with people outside our country.
2: And Mm-mm. that
1: is the good news, you know. A lot of work right now is already being automated. It's already being converted to work that AI can do, that robots can do. the right? the point that a lot of Aspects to the job. Like in America, there are entire farms that are just run by two people because they have the machines Mm -mm. for doing most of the work. I mean, we're not there yet here. A lot of Filipinos here in the agricultural sector, they are fearful of using machines because they feel like it takes away jobs from Filipinos that need the job. Mm -mm. And there's there's that negative perspective on that and agricultural sector Mm
2: -mm. but
1: it's happening in all the industries that when it comes to manual labor when it comes to minor tasks or tasks that don't require as much brain power or that can be programmed or AI it's even more important that we develop higher level creative skills because that's what can't be replicated by an AI you know Mm -mm. still gonna be a long long time if that's even possible for a robot or an AI to be able to do what a graphic designer can really do in terms of like high concepts, in terms of being able to conceptualize and execute
2: Mm-mm.
1: in a way that a human being can, in a way that a human being can have their art connect to another human being. So a lot of professionals value that internationally. A lot of companies value that and that's something that will remain to be even more appreciated, even more prized as a skill set. Like what I'm at least in our industry, I have I have a good friend shout out to John Ray. John Ray is a colorist. Uh uh-uh. uh. He's, he's basically the person that brings the footage to life through color grading.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he, he's the reason why a food cinematography shot can really look very delicious and everything. And, and can really make women look a lot more beautiful than, than mm-hmm. in reality. I love it, like she, uh-huh. she, He works with magic. So mm-hmm. basically, John Ray, right now, he's in La Union.
2: But oh. he gets to
1: work with he gets to work with people in Los Angeles, you know. Ooh,
2: he nice. gets to work.
1: He was there before the pandemic and he actually met with the people who made Stranger Things on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, and it's crazy because because of his skill sets, because of his level of of being great at what he does, he actually would have had the option to move to LA. I think he still wants to move to the United States eventually. But what I mean is that's the crazy thing because he doesn't physically even need to be there to do his job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So because he started a bit with building his network there, he can now do it not even being in Manila, he's doing it in the Union, he's like what, maybe 20 minutes away, or not even 20 minutes, maybe 10 minutes away from the beach, you know. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, first of all. It doesn't matter if right now we aren't as appreciated yet because we are definitely going to be more, we are definitely valued globally, Mm -hmm. internationally, in the bigger picture. And of course, the Philippines will catch up. Mm -hmm. And it is catching up. You do have these courses that are offered right now in schools that weren't offered before. And the technical skills that we pick up, that we teach ourselves, whether it's Online, whether it's with a college degree, it will definitely boost our value. and will definitely give mm-hmm. us opportunities because, again, you have to find those opportunities for yourself. You have to go and make a LinkedIn profile, you know, like uh-uh. go and, and put together your portfolio, make your own website, brand yourself, put your work out there collab with people you look up to collab with other creative professionals. You you get you will collab with other creative professionals that you get excited about, you know, mm-hmm. that that you feel like could really jive with you and could really help you grow and could really help each other. So like even the BPO industry, so that's a thing, like what I said. If in the US, they're going to be cutting down on manual labor because it's being replaced by AI. The retail industry will also have to face that evolution that they're not going to be hiring people who can do the jobs that AI can eventually do. They will need to hire people that can do higher level jobs. Mm-mm. And that's, that's the indispensable skill that we will all to have if you want to have you know sustainable careers. So that's good news for creating professionals. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in a good place, you know, like we're in a much better place than it looks like or it feels like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, um you know I sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to say, because we only grow up thinking that the successful careers are defined by these fancy titles of like a you know, lawyer, Mm-mm. doctor, engineer, and man. And it really is just because those are really old professions, you know? Mm-mm. And sometimes, in terms of how the world works right now, how the economy is going right now, like it's not even still a guarantee right? It's not a guarantee either. So, why not risk yourself instead to a past that you would actually enjoy? Lahat naman risky eh. Oh, lahat naman risky. Lahat naman risky Hindi naman porque doctor guy solid ka na or yayaman ka rin sa buhay. Oo. Kasi, kung hindi mo rin pupursigin or hindi ka rin magaling sa pag i or what or sige na natin hindi favorable in situation mom, you might end up being a nurse instead in America. Uh-oh. You know which happens to a lot of doctors, they end up being a nurse instead there because that's how they ended up deciding that it's a better career option for them because you know they didn't have the same intentions as same as people who really are passionate about being doctors. Okay. So, yeah, you might as well risk pursuing a track that you have passion, passion about. Because again, it's just the financial aspect. It's going to disappoint you.
0: <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> and, yeah. and I think na kahelp dyan digital, ano, in digital era natin eh, na parang ano, mas naging easier for us to collaborate with other people sa iba't ibang bansa. At yun nga mas nakikita yung yung worth ng pagiging isang artist. Ayun, namumula tayo. Yes.
1: Yes. Mamulat kayo. <laughs> 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 I mean, so I, uh, this is like an overall message, no. It doesn't matter if you're a creative professional eh. Even if you are a doctor, even if at uh, one of my best friends, she is actually a doctor. And what I love about her and what I find so inspiring about her is because even though she was in med school, and a lot of med school kids, they end up kind of having this extended college experience phenomenon. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what I mean by that is because they stay in school for so long, they do end up being underdeveloped in some aspects of adulthood. Mm-hmm. So what I, mean, like, what I mean by that is they are still relying on their parents uh uh-uh. what do you call this their parents financial support they still live in dorms you know in a lot of ways they end up being in this bubble of having like an extended college life because they're still in school
2: right Mm-mm. what
1: i love about my my best friend uh her name's mon like she's another best friend uh-uh. <laughs> the one i work with her <laughs> the one i work with her name's mo this one her name's mon monica uh-uh. she always she was always so Informed, she was always so in touch with what was happening in our country, socially, politically. She still has other interests, like right now, she's really into this K-pop group. I don't know the name of the K-pop, K-pop group, and she might be angry <laughs> for not knowing the name. I think oh, no. it's NTC. I don't know <laughs> Some, something. And I'm sorry to the to the NTC fans or or whatever. But that that group. <laughs> So my point is But my point is, the, my point is mm-hmm. she makes it a point to be well-rounded. She mm-hmm. also is there for her friends, even though med school takes up so much of her time. Mm-mm. She makes it a point to really be there for her friends when it matters, you know. She makes it a point to take care of her health. She makes it a point to take care of her relationships with her loved ones. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, again, that's what being, ha- being happy is about. That's what success can look like, you know. But I'm sure that she really will reach her dreams in terms of, like, being a doctor in, in the U.S. because she's actually she was actually born in New York. So she can actually have that kind of option available. And she does want that option. But yeah, like regardless if you're a doctor or a creative professional, like you do have to look at the other aspects in your life and just see if you're not neglecting any Mm -hmm. of the important aspects of your life. Because I know that this is cheesy and I know that it sounds, you know, hard to do, but try to just have a little improvement in your health and physical health your mental health your relationships and mm-hmm. you know hopefully hopefully it will make sense it will make more sense as the days go
0: ayun so ayun so ito na yung end nung ano natin um wow, podcast. End- oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so um if me upcoming events can you would like to share our list to our listeners and if ever na they want to get in touch with you where can they follow you
1: Well well okay like i said i'm not a big social media person i really am trying i feel like picking photos and writing captions really takes me so long <laughs> it's not my thing talaga i really prefer Uh-oh. talking like this I really I really appreciate this chance uh, for Nina, this opportunity to uh-uh. just share my story because this is really more my format. This is really more because uh-uh. <laughs> I really am not active. So I would encourage our listeners to just check us out in Cine de Oro. That's S-I-N-E de Oro Productions. Mm-hmm. We are on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn and I am on I am on Facebook and Instagram but again like don't expect too much like there's really not much that I post. Maybe I will try to be more active. Mm-mm. Maybe maybe if you guys can help me reach more followers, sorry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sorry I yes, follow me at guys follow
0: follow yes, notes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um well mm-hmm. well, see the happy now because again we're a small team. I mean Mm-mm. it's just me also a lot of my own live streams are there, a lot of our own content is there anyway. Mm-mm. So yeah, just just follow us there on Facebook, on LinkedIn. You can add me professionally if you wanna work with me. LinkedIn is bait or email is bait, that's hello at cine and go
2: on
1: that that opens that with my team. So it's just us. You guys have any collaborations you'd like or any productions you'd like to explore. We offer free consultations and concept proposals. And that's not something that a lot of production houses do, but it's really my own way of helping out businesses and really helping them, you know, get back on their feet. So right now we're still offering that for free. So take advantage of that. We can offer consultation calls also mm-mm. and then yeah for my instagram my facebook and my linkedin that's roname.laliana. so i mean that i mean that so <laughs> sorry email that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's rona space may m-a e space laliana that's l-a l l a n a and yeah, you can find me. It's the same one on my social media. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm still trying to, to put myself more out there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just message me wherever your platform is. But Mm-mm. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. To, like, emailing me would probably be the best option, actually, if you guys are mm-hmm. serious about that. Because I always <laughs> pay attention to my email. Everything oh. else, but I'm casually left.
0: Kinalagay natin description So,
1: I definitely want to have a special message of encouragement for our female creative professionals or business owners or professionals or young adults. I just want to say that, you know, it really is tough. It can get so tough when it comes to Having confidence in ourselves. And a lot of us, we are hard on ourselves. We also tend to be too humble.
2: Mm -mm.
1: I have a lot of friends who are so great at what they do, but they don't get the opportunities just because they get too scared or they're too humble to ask for what they deserve. Mm -mm. And I feel like it's such a common trap, it's such a common tendency for Filipinas. We're too nice sometimes. We're too kind. We're too accommodating, and sometimes it's at the expense of our own success and happiness. And it's just a reminder, you know, don't believe the notion that you can only be pretty but not smart, or you can only be smart but not pretty. Natayong maganda, matalino at bonga Yes. potential tayo maging maganda, matalino, bonga, na may mabait na kaluluwa, na maganda ang ating mga puso, you know. So, don't limit yourself and don't be ashamed or hold yourself back because the world, the world deserves more talent and more good work from Filipinas. And, yeah, I know that, again, we may be facing a lot of expectations to to just fall under the definite to just fall under the expectations of being a mom or a wife or just being a homemaker or just being this and that. Not that there's anything wrong with being a mom and wife, of course, but you know, don't think that you can run a business and be a mom. Like if you do wanna have the career and be a mom and wife also. Mm-hmm. don't think that it's not possible like again there's so many opportunities now there's so many mompreneurs now there's so many young women who can get ahead of their career faster than it was ever possible
2: Mm-mm. so
1: you know um, something I always like to share is my grandmothers my grandmother mm-hmm. my Japanese grandmother she survived World War Two from the American soldiers oh. my mom's side my grandmother she survived World War II from the Japanese, you know?
2: Mm-mm.
1: And they were both the eldest daughters of their families. They lived through the war. And I'm telling you guys, like, whatever it is that you're complaining about right now, it's nothing compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. like, like, that's something that I remind myself myself, when I'm complaining that something is hard. Mm-mm. Sobrang lang ako sa mga lola ko na they were able to send my parents to school and they're the reason why I'm here and I need to fight for them and I need to help you know, fulfill their legacy. Uh-uh. And that's just a reminder, like all of us Filipinas, we are here because of the sacrifices that previous generations have made for us uh-uh. because our mothers and our grandmothers fought for their lives and fought for our for us to have the life that we have right now, so let's not disappoint them, and let's not complain, and let's work hard. Yeah, yeah, fulfill our potential. Where you going? Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I know. Yes, women empowerment. Yes. Yeah, you know, you know, cover, <laughs>
0: Uy, pero ano, ang ganda nun. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being in the podcast, Rona. Thank you so much for My sharing. God, thank you so
1: much. Uh-uh. Good luck na pag it.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yay. Thank you, Rona.
1: Thank you. Good luck. Salamat. Salamat.
0: Bye. Okay, ano, bye. enjoy the rest of your week. Good luck. Yes,
1: you too. <laughs> you too. Good luck. Good luck. Bye.
0: Bye. I hope you guys enjoy that and dami namin napag-usapan ni Rona on this episode na kabuhay siya. And um ang interesting ng mga napag-usapan namin on being practical as an artist. Like kaya mong maggawa yung mga bagay na gusto mo i-pursue. And ano lang parang um gawa ka ng parang practical goals or kung gagawa ka ng goal, just create those necessary steps on how you can achieve those goals. And kaya naman, guys, eh, ano lang, i-planon nyo lang ng maayos. And yun nga, don't forget na hindi lang tayo artists, we need to live, we have bills to pay, and food in the table, and we uh, we need roof over our heads, so don't forget about that. Ayon. be practical, don't forget about that, and be financially informed. So, I feel like andami pa rin namin hindi na pag-usapan ni Rona. So, maybe in the future magko-collab ulit kami and talk more about these things. Um, Actually, yung ano, yung being financially informed ng mga creatives, yung ganon. I guess that would happen in the future and I'll try to invite some other creatives where we can discuss more about this topic. Just follow us on our socials and be get updated on these kinds of events, these kinds of um, happenings in here in Creative Chica. If you guys have any questions, want to chat with us or collaborate with us, just hit us up on our socials. It's at Creative Chica PH on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram. We also have a Facebook group. Just search Creative Learning and Discussion Philippines on Facebook. We would also appreciate if you could support us by donating at slash creative chica And other ways to support us will be um, found on the show notes or in the descriptions. And all of these links will be in the show notes as well. So if you find this helpful and feel like someone would benefit from this episode or our previous episodes, do share it with them. And thank you so much for listening and let's talk again soon. Bye-bye!